What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. I appreciate everyone who's tuning in to this episode, as well as everyone who's been following me on Instagram for my live session and just watching me post you know, general graphics and everything on there. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, go ahead and give that page a follow. You can go back and watch all of my previous interviews with people I've had on in the IGTV section, which is right in the middle. It's at English Encore Podcast. I'll be doing a few more giveaways coming up in the next few weeks. Wednesday at 4 p.m., tune into my Instagram. I'll have a video dropping. I'm going to be debuting my merchandise so be sure to be on the lookout for that. Um, I'm hoping to have a live session in a few weeks. The timing for um, my one friend who works for an NFL draft site um, come in and talk about the Bills draft and you know just the upcoming draft and how you know COVID is going to be affecting college football and the players being evaluated and everything. I'm going to be doing that in just a few weeks. As I mentioned before, I am going to be moving to Florida. So this will be my last episode for about a week and a half. I will not be having an episode on Friday because I will be traveling that day. And then the following Monday, I'll still be settling in and everything. So I'm hoping that I'll be doing an episode um, next Wednesday will be when I return. Um, and I'll do an episode Wednesday, Friday that week. Um, and then I'll go back to my original Monday, Wednesday per usual. So I will be back. Um, for you guys on Wednesday, September 2nd. But until then, we're just going to enjoy the content for today. Today, I'm be going through what the Bills offense needs to look like this year if they would like it to succeed. And then I'm be talking about how Sabres fans are suffering all over the world based on watching these NHL playoffs. So let's get right into it. So starting off with the Buffalo Bills, um, they had a little bit of a scare yesterday when there was a lot of um, positive tests across the NFL, but there was something that happened at the New Jersey lab where they were, you know, doing the COVID testing that there's a lot of false positive tests and Josh Allen happened to be one of them. So many Bills fans were concerned yesterday after they heard that he was one of the players that tested positive. However, he went through all the protocols. He had a false uh, positive test and he is back at practice today. Um, per the Bills social media accounts. So very good sign for the Bills. But really the big thing that I think a lot of Bills fans are wondering is how is the offense going to look this year? Every Bills fan and any NFL fan knows the Bills have an elite defense catered by their secondary with Tredavious White, Poyer, Hyde, and then the young core at linebacker of Edmonds and Milano with Ed Oliver on the front side defensive line. Um, but the Bills offense was just very stagnant last year. Um, they blew a few games where the defense played very well. Um, you look at what they did overall throughout the course of the year, they averaged 19.6 points per game, which was ranked 23rd in the NFL. So not very good. They only scored over 21 points, um, five times. And those five games were against the Giants, the Dolphins twice, the Redskins and the Cowboys. So obviously you're not going to ever complain about you know scoring more than 21 points five times but same time those are four of the five weaker teams in the nfl obviously the cowboys actually have a very strong defense so that was a very good showing for them and if you also think about it against the dolphins 
um, the second time, or yes, the second time when we played them at home, um, we only got over 21 points because they attempted the onside kick and um, Micah Hyde had the onside recovery and returned it for a touchdown. So if you really think about it, the Bills really only had four games where they scored over 21 points. So that definitely has to change this year because as great as the Bills defense is, you can't be relying on them to basically shut teams out or hold teams to less than 15, 20 points. The NFL average last year for points per game was just under 23. You look at who the Bills opponents are this year. They have to face Kansas City. They scored 29.9 points per game. The 49ers, 29.6. The Patriots, 25.9. Titans, 24.9. Then you look at the Rams in Seattle, both at 24.7. So you're playing a lot of teams that can score points. And as great as the Bills' defense is, you know, the fact of the matter is the Bills did have a weaker schedule last year. Now, anyone that wants to negate the Bills for that and say that their record isn't true to what their team is, I wouldn't completely agree with that. Yes, as I said just a second ago, they had one of the easier schedules in the NFL. But at the same time, you play who's put in front of you. You have to win the games you're supposed to win. The Bills pretty much did that all last year. The only game that they should have won, that they needed to win, was against the Browns, against a lot of the other strong playoff teams, you know, the Pittsburghs of the world, the Eagles, um, Patriots, Baltimore. They didn't do so hot. They were in most of those games, only lost by seven. But the offense has to score more points. I think Stephon Diggs obviously helps that cause if Josh Allen continues to project in the correct direction. Um, I don't see why the Bills can't be averaging 23 to 25 points on offense this year. I think the addition of Diggs opens the field up for so much more. The big thing for me is if Josh Allen can just increase his completion percentage a little bit on the deep balls, you know, that can blow games open. The deep ball is such an underrated part in the game because the, if you connect on a deep ball, either it's a ball that can keep you in a game or if you're down big and you just need one or two plays to get your team going and back in it, a deep ball can do that, or it's almost the kill shot. You're up by, you know, 10, 12 points. You know, it's still kind of in the balance. It's a one or just over uh, one possession game. You know, you take that deep ball and kind of just put the dagger in the other team and, you know, ruin their hopes. Um, and Josh Allen first year he was great at it with you know Foster and those guys and then last year he took a huge step back he only had a few deep ones to John Brown he missed Foster and Brown multiple times deep Um, even Dawson Knox a few times um, over the middle deep and if he can just complete some of those balls the defense has to be aware of it then you're going to have safety help over the top almost every single time on digs which is going to allow John Brown to have more opportunities going deep. And I think John Brown last year proved he could run every single route on the route tree. So now that teams know that, you can't just assume he's a deep threat. But with digs, Brown is going to have a lot more opportunities to go deep. You're going to have Dawson Knox that can make tough catches deep. He has to just clean up his you know, drop issues. Knox is going to be a huge threat in the red zone. Um Knox and Beasley this year are going to be so key for Josh in the red zone because every team now knows that when the Bills line up in shotgun or, you know, five wide set and Allen's the only one in the shotgun, that Josh is going to be a threat to run to score a touchdown. He had nine last year. 
you know, Zach Moss and Singletary clearly can get in the end zone, and I think they're a clearly better option than Frank Gore, where last year when we brought in Frank Gore, every team knew we were going to run or it was going to be play action. You know Diggs and Brown are going to be the two primary guys that they're going to try to cover, um, but I think Knox and Beasley, because Beasley's going to get matched up with, you know, slot corners and linebackers, Knox, same thing. Um, Knox is so physical. He's going to be able to have a lot of one-on-one matchups, and that's going to help Josh tremendously in the red zone. Um, the other thing with Josh being able to run is that there's going to be a lot more plays to be had with deep balls and opportunities in the corner of the end zone for Stephon Diggs and John Brown. Um, Beasley was always good at it, at finding the open little spots, but especially with guys with Diggs and Brown's abilities in the open field, when Josh can get out on the run and find them kind of on a breakdown play, that can be a game changer for the Bills offense. I think Singletary needs to be getting about 75% of the workload and Moss needs to get worked in about 25%. They said Moss has been doing an incredible job so far at training camp as far as um, catching the ball out of the backfield and being an underrated pass blocker. Um, I think the Bills offense has all the talent in the world to be a great offense. Now it's just putting it together. Um, Adding Stephon Diggs is huge, but now you have to incorporate him, get the chemistry right. And with no preseason, let's face it, that could take a few weeks. McDermott said it the other day in his press conference that, you know, the first few weeks of football are going to be a lot sloppier than a lot of people probably want, but that's just the way it's going to have to be. Um, You know, I like Dable. I think he gets creative, you know, with last year with John Brown throwing a few touchdown passes, working in the reverses with either McKenzie or even Diggs this year. He showed the ability in Minnesota to get those wide receiver reverses that work out very well. I think Singletary is going to continue to take that next step. You have continuity on your offensive line. Um, Biggest question mark is whether Cody Ford's going to be playing guard or tackle because of the injury to John Feliciano. But other than that, the Bills really on paper have a chance to be a top 8-9 offense in the league. Now it's just putting it together. I know that's a pretty high standard that I'm kind of setting there considering they're 23rd right now in the league. But if you increase your points per game total by three to four points per game, the Bills will be in that upper tier. Um, And if the Bills offense can show the ability to put more points on the board and our defense continues to play at a high level, there's no reason the Bills won't get more possessions and more opportunities to score than they did last year. And at the same time, when you play these Kansas Cities, the 49ers, you know, the Seattles of the world, and you might get into a shootout, your offense is going to have to come through at some point during those games. Allen's going to have to show that he can go toe-to-toe with the Wilsons, the Mahomes, the Garoppolo's of the world, the Cam Newtons. Um, And if he's not able to do that, that's going to be a major problem. And I'm not saying that Josh has to outplay Patrick Mahomes, but Josh has to play well enough to keep them in games against Patrick Mahomes. There's no comparison when it comes to, you know, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, you know, Deshaun Watson, Josh isn't on that level yet, and he's still probably a year or two away from being there, but he has all the potential in the world to get there, but now he just has to take that next step and show he can be an overall great quarterback. He showed great progress last year in the intermediates, throwing 8-12 to yard routes, consistently converting on third downs, was very good in short yardage passing. It was just the deep ball that really you know, hurt him last year. He needs to put that all together now. He has to be a little more careful when he's running. I think sometimes 
as great as it is that he needs to take that contact to get him going as he continues to get in the league and now he's going on his third year you saw a few times last year specifically in the Texans and the first Patriots game when the Bills had the good record that he was a little juiced up at first and you could tell the he won't say he's nervous but you can tell he says he has a little bit of a tight grip on the ball it kind of slips out or wobbles or just is inaccurate right off the bat because he's so amped up to try to win that you know his nerves probably take over him and he's got to improve on that so to me like I said the Bills need to be scoring around 23 to 24 points per game if they want to be a big threat in the AFC if they hover around that 20 point mark again this year do I still think they can go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 absolutely the Bills defense is great obviously the you know, injury right now with Josh Norman isn't helpful, but they do have a capable corner in Levi Wallace who started for us every game last year outside of maybe one with Kevin Johnson. But uh, the Bills offense just needs to take that next step. If you want to build something great and go deeper in the playoffs, you have to score points. And the Bills have all the potential in the world to build a dynasty type team if they can start winning in the playoffs. And I'm not saying the Bills are going to be the Chiefs and go and win four Super Bowls in a row. But with the young guys they have, the continuity, the head coach, GM, you have a lot of guys on contracts that they're all going to be here for a good chunk of time together in the next four or five years. You have a chance to build something here in Buffalo. And it really starts with the Bills offense, you know, taking over for so long. It was the Bills offense was great and the defense was bad or the defense was great and the offense was bad. You have to find that middle ground. Now that the Bills defense is elite, the Bills offense has to take that next step of just being average to pretty or very good. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to watch this year. I think the Bills have all the talent in the world to do that, and I'm really excited to see what they can do against these stronger teams. Um, moving on to some Sabres talk. Um, shout out to all my Sabres fans out there because we've been going through it, you know, longest playoff drought in the NHL. We did finally get a Royal Blue jersey, so that's very cool, but man, it's just tough right now as a Sabres fan. You don't know what's going on with, you know, the GM and stuff of are they going to bring guys in? Are we going to trade players? Um, you know, is Jack going to stay here if we have another bad year? And then we watch the Montreal Canadiens, who technically really shouldn't have been in the playoffs. It should have been Buffalo because we were in Montreal to play them that day when they shut it all down. And Montreal played two more games than us. So by point-wise, we should have made it in, but... Then again, I don't think we deserved it because we had multiple opportunities and just didn't capitalize. And I really do think the Sabres could have beaten the Penguins um, because I just didn't think the Penguins were very good this year and the Sabres had their number in the regular season. And I would have loved to have seen Jack in the playoffs. And do I think we would have won a second-round series against the Flyers? Heck no. But um, it would have been really nice to see. But, man, it is tough just sitting here watching all these playoff games start to finish. And you're just seeing all these former Sabres that pop up that are having great years in the playoffs. I mean, just going up and down, start to top to bottom, even before, you know, the series that are going on right now in the second round. But, you know, the play-in games, you look at, you had Sheary, you had Rodriguez, you had Felino, you know, Zach Cassian, Tyler Ennis. You know, right now you have Tyler Myers, you have Zadorov, you have JT Comfer, you have Ryan, o or you had Ryan O'Reilly. Um, you have Robin Leonard, all these guys doing great. I mean, JT Comfer, a guy who the Sabres picked and basically threw him in for the O'Reilly deal, 
Nine games, three goals, three assists, six points, and he's a plus four. Would he easily be filling our second-line center role right now if he was still a Sabre? He's been putting up consistent points per year for them, and he's on probably the best team in the Western Conference playing with arguably the best player in the NHL right now and Nathan McKinnon on his team. Um, Zadorov's been playing great for them. Myers has been banged up, so he hasn't really played a lot. But Ryan O'Reilly, before they got eliminated, nine games, four goals, seven assists for 11 points, plus three. Even guys like Marcus Foligno and Zach Cassian were putting up assists and some points before they were eliminated. And you want to talk about the ultimate joke against the Sabres. Look at what Robin Leonard's doing for Vegas. Good God, man. He's playing seven games. He's 6-1. and one. He has a 9.18 goals against average. Or, excuse me, a 9.18 save percentage and 2.1 goals against average. Like, you can't make this stuff up for Buffalo fans. Of all these guys that we traded for or let walk and then, you know, trade them because they were unhappy here because we just didn't put the proper pieces around. Like, just thinking right now that the Sabres could have a lineup or right down the middle of your lineup right now, you'd have Jack Eichel, Ryan O'Reilly, JT Comfer, and then you have Dylan Cousins coming in. And then on your left and right wings, you'd have guys like Reiner, or excuse me, Reinhardt, Skinner, um, Olipson, you know, Evander Kane's another guy, even though they missed the playoffs. Um, that deal really has never done anything. Even a guy like Felino bringing him back as a third, fourth line grinder to bring an actual physical presence to our team. Heck, even Tyler Ennis, I'd bring him back in a heartbeat to play some center for our team because we don't have any. And then goalie, I mean, Allmark's a good goalie. He has potential, but look at what Robin Leonard's doing. Granted, I didn't love him when he was in Buffalo but because he always let in that one cheap five-hole goal a game or his one bad goal, but... You look at his stats, he was great in Buffalo, and then he leaves, he goes to the Islanders as a Vesna candidate, and now he's killing it on Vegas with a chance to win the Stanley Cup for a team that's the number one seed. It's just very tough right now as a Sabres fan. Um, hopefully we can bring in some guys. Um, I'd love to have any of those guys back, um, and I know that's kind of contradictory to what I usually say, you know, because I've said we've had the same players over and over for our teams, and it doesn't get you anywhere. But, I mean, some of these guys are game-changing players. You know, O'Reilly, Comfer, um, even Robin Leonard. He would never come back and play here. But if Robin Leonard came back and was anything like he has been the past couple of years in goal, he's a top-10 goalie. You could even probably make a case that he's a top-5 the way he's been playing over the past two years. Um, but but interesting to see what the Sabres do in the offseason. I'm excited. For what they do with their pick, if they're going to move Ristolainen or Montour, it was rumored that they won't extend the qualifying award uh, offer to Montour, uh, according to Darren Dreger from the NHL Network. But we'll see what's going to happen. That's going to pretty much do it for today's episode, everyone. I greatly appreciate all the support, as always. Like I said, I'm going to be moving this week, so today's going to be my last episode um, until next Wednesday, um, September 2nd. But stay tuned this Wednesday. I'm going to be dropping my merchandise. So at 4 p.m. Uh, on Instagram, at English Angler Podcast. Be on the lookout for a video there. Um, other than that, hope everyone's staying safe and healthy. Um, enjoy the NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, MLB going on. NFL's coming up very quick, guys. I'm really excited. Um, even though I'm moving to Florida, I'm still going to be talking about Buffalo all the time. I'm never going to stop loving the Bills or Sabres. Or, you know, you could take me out of the 716, but you can't take the 716 out of me. So, um, thank you everyone for always supporting me. 
Uh, stay tuned Wednesday for merchandise drop. And yeah, that's going to do it. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. Stay safe, everyone.